it's just different. <laughs> so, this is another smoke session. What's up, what's Welcome, up? everybody. Hey. Um, I am Natasha. I'm Christian. It's late. Like, we, niggas is not... What's up? Hi. This is literally like one this of This is the latest like, oh we've ever gosh, recorded. We, we we really in the pod, uh... Yeah, I I think at this point now, I think I'm really getting to the point where I'm like, this shit is really a podcast. Yeah. Like, it's not not in the draining way either. It's just like, oh shit, we really be doing podcasts. Like, it's really a passion project. Like, we really care enough about this to be here this fucking late recording. Yes. So, you're welcome. You're welcome. Niggas. Yeah. Um, So, I want to talk about Poison. Okay. I feel like... We talked about it, but, like, I really want to, like, talk about it because a lot of the times, you know, like, we talked in the last episode, like, I just be sitting here sometimes, I'll be like, damn, she is, like, asking me a lot of questions when, like, talking way more than me, but I want to talk about your passion project, Poison, like, how did you, how did you uh, get to this point of knowing that you want to be a motivational speaker and talk to people and really put yourself out there. <laughs> like, where did this start? I know, I know your background, but, um, you know. I lost my motherfucking mind really in, um, in 2018. I, I had it real bad in 2018. My son was two mm-hmm. and I was still going through postpartum depression, like really, really bad. And I vividly recall one day sitting in my car and pulling all my hair out in the front like I just remember yanking my foot like being so stressed out and I remember crying and screaming and I just was like why god why and I was pulling my I could feel that my hair coming out of my hands and I didn't have nobody to turn to after that I did I couldn't go in the house and talk to my at the time my mom was staying with us because I was going through so fucking much I couldn't go in the house and talk to my mom. My partner and I were not on the outs, but we just weren't really, like, all that good. Mm -hmm. I was at the heaviest I had ever been at almost 400 pounds. I just was like, I fucking hate my life. Like, But it wasn't on no, like, I'm going to take myself out type of thing. It was like, girl, you need to get your (laughs) shit together. Wait, I'm really not fucking with this right now. You really got to get your shit together. And randomly, I promise you, it was so random. I was on Instagram. Right, because that's what everybody does. You have a you mental breakdown, and you get on social media. Um, I w- yeah. I was on social media scrolling, right, not posting, but scrolling. Um, and I came across this event called the Shifters event, and I was like, oh, this is too coincidental that I'm talking about like having a change of mind, and here these people are. I was already following this lady by the name of Ajna Isara for a long time before then, but. Um, when I found out that she was going to the event, I was like, okay, like I'm a, I'm a go. So at the time, um, my partner and I were also dating this girl and we all went together and I was like, I think this would be really good just for all of us. So we all, you know, we went into, we went to DC and there were like eight different speakers. I think there was, um, Derek Grace, there was Ashley Isara, there was, um, I can't think of the other guy's name. Oh my God. And it's going to fuck me up because I watch this shit all the time. (laughs) Oh my God. From the Nation of Islam. I cannot remember his name. But anyway, there was like a bunch of people there and they were all talking about different things, like different walks of life, um, different parts of spirituality that people really needed. Long story short, I went home, like after I went to that event, I went home and I was just kind of like, 
They, these niggas not really saying nothing that I don't already know, yeah. but I'm not living this. And I think that's the thing that was fucking with me the most was the fact that I had all this knowledge, but I wasn't abiding by any of it. I was so wrapped up in like religion and everything else the fuck I had going on, trying to be a perfect girlfriend and trying to do all this other shit. And it was like, but what are you doing for yourself? Yeah. So I was like, I'm, let me just get into something. And I think it was the following week I was, went to the laundromat, was washing clothes and I was, was sitting in my car and I pulled out my phone and I was like, I'm going to just make an Instagram video, just holding myself accountable for coming back and making these videos every week of just being positive, like mm-hmm. trying to focus on something positive. And like three or four uh, videos, and I call them episodes, but three or four episodes in, um, somebody DM me and they were like, you know, I really fuck with these videos. And I don't know what happened after that, but I just never stopped. Mm-hmm. So it's been almost six years, but I I didn't even realize it's been six years, but it's been six years of just making motivational content and I don't make these videos for anybody but myself yeah. like these are just videos of shit that I know that I need to say out loud and mm-hmm. I need to hear because it's brewing up in my insides yeah. like I have this like clear audience thing for me where I don't necessarily like uh see things or feel I hear it. it's like I can it's not it's not my voice I can't explain it but it's just like I hear something that's way greater than me yeah. but it's me like it's me talking sure to me but it exa- but it don't sound like me but it's always something that I know that I need to hear yeah. whether it's something I'm avoiding or whatever mm-hmm. and over time I was just like I feel like these messages aren't just for me like mm-hmm. let me just share it with the world so I started doing that and then people started catching on and being like, why aren't you posting? Like, you know, like, why aren't you at events and whatnot? And I, di- I didn't know. Like, how the fuck do you market yourself with something you don't know shit about? I, I don't know shit about motivational speaking. Um, so I just tried it. I was like, I'm just going to start some shit. And um, I met up with this lady named Katana. Shout out to Katana. She was the first person that ever allowed me to utilize a space. I paid her like 250 or some shit like that. I don't even think I paid her that much. Um, and I just hosted an event and like eight people showed up, mm. but I just talked the entire time. And after that, I was just like, well, this is fun. Yeah. So I don't know what happened after that though. Cause like I started a podcast after that mm-hmm. and then that opened up a whole nother yeah. fucking like can of worms. Cause then I was like traveling. I honestly, God, everything now that I'm talking about, it feels like I blinked and some shit was happening. <laughs> Cause like, I don't yeah. really recall the process of going from like, making the first episode of them chakras podcast and like everything the fuck else that's happened in my life it just feels like a ripple effect of things i don't you ask for it and then it came and i don't even really look at where i am right now as being like successful i just look at being further along than where i was like i still don't feel like i've really done anything but i know i know that what i'm doing is pivotal like i know that what i'm doing is helping other people it's just i still have to work a nine to five and that's a huge thing for me. I don't like working for other people. So until this is a fully profitable thing to mm-hmm. grant me financial freedom, I know that it's going to always be this thing of it's not there yet. Yeah. So I'm just continuously betting on myself to the yet. Um, to fast forward, because this is a long ass process. Mm-hmm. Uh, send an email to Mish Monroe. Shout out to Mish. And um, she called me and was like, yeah, so we're doing this mastermind tour. Me and Street Poet um, are doing this mastermind tour. And um, we have our stops set up for these couple of months. But in um, April, you know, you should come up to New York. So I told my partner and he was like, all right, let's do it. 
got on the fucking train, went to New York, and it was a wrap after that. I did that one panel, and she called me after that, and she was like, what you doing the rest of the year? And I was like, what? And she was like, what you doing the rest of the year? And um, it, I, was, I couldn't be at every stop, but every stop that I could get to, Chicago, uh, Houston, New York, D.C., I think those were the four, it's just, it's, it, it has allowed me to be able to do so much more. I've met so many great people. They've put me in rooms with, the, uh, you know, other amazing people. And this will be my second year of doing things alongside them. Like I'm doing Philly with Street the end of this month. And mm-hmm. then um, I prayerfully am getting to New Orleans for February with Mish. Mm-hmm. But um, putting myself where I see myself came from all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm not a... You didn't find me at a gas station. You see what I'm saying? Like, nobody is managing me. I'm doing all this shit by myself. So, this is a very tedious process. Mm -hmm. So, it's literally, like, I'm creating a space for women so that they don't have to do this shit for six fucking years. Like, put yourself where you see yourself. Get into rooms with people. Network your way into rooms. And when you don't have the room to network and create one. That's really where I'm at in my life. I realize that what I'm trying to do is unconventional. There are other people doing it, but they're not doing it like me. And there's a certain genre of women that need assistance that can't get it because there's nobody who looks like them getting to it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm just trying to be the coach that helps women to get to where they want to be in life. And I don't think that it's the conventional way of doing things. Like you get a life coach and then, you know, we always talk about that going to target on a Tuesday type mm-hmm. thing. It's a certain aesthetic that I just yeah. don't feel like I fit the mold for. Yeah. I'm not going to target on a Tuesday. I don't even want to go to target on a Tuesday. I want to wake up in the morning and ground myself in the grass on a Tuesday. Yes. I don't want to have to punch a clock on a Tuesday. I want to be free in my life on a Tuesday. I want to raise my son in Costa Rica on a Tuesday, or, you know, I want to fly to Japan on a Tuesday freely with my, with my husband. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a, a freedom of life that I'm trying to live that that doesn't happen doing the shit that other people are doing. So I'm literally putting myself where I see myself. And I decided to do brunch because I'm always at brunch. Like a bitch, one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to drink. She is going. I'm a she brunch. Is going brunch. I'm a brunch. She and it's like, nigga. I don't want to. I don't want to get up on a podium and talk to anybody. Yeah. Like I want to sit at the table with some women and I want them to ask me some questions and I want to have a candid fucking conversation. Why are you not further along? Yeah. Why are you not where you see yourself? How are we going to put you where you see you? Like by the time you leave that table, you should have a game plan in place for your first step. Mm-hmm. This is like my third step. My first step was making that first video in a car. Mm-hmm. Some people ain't made their first video in a car mm-hmm. yet, metaphorically speaking. So, this brunch is for women to take a break from all this other shit that they're doing and to just bet on yourself. And that's why I think I'm going so hard for how I'm trying to bring this brunch to life because this is an experience. I'm not trying to half-ass anything. I don't believe that women deserve to continue to have like a hit nigga damn moment. The bare minimum. It's not worth it anymore. No. And it's not, not when I have any control over how it has, you know, how it has a way to play out. So, yeah. I just, again, I'm one of those type of people, like, I don't really, I also have a pride thing. I'm I'm still working on that. Like, I'm still jaded in the area of asking people for help or not asking people for help. So, it's like, 
I really didn't want to go to nobody like, hey, you want to host a brunch? No, I would rather do it my fucking self and, you know, create a team of people around me. I'm also a leader. Like, no, you know, I'm not one of those. I don't follow directions well. I've noticed that about myself. You can't tell me what to do. Like, I really got to entrust you and know that you know what the fuck you're doing for me to fall back and be like, all right, I'm going to follow your lead. I don't do that well with anybody. I don't do it well at work. I don't do I just, I'm not that type of person. So I also don't have that bone in my body to be like oh where do i go to find it's like no where what room do i i just need a blank fucking room all i need is a space and i can do everything else from there i can get with the right people connect with the right people in order to do this and i think there are a lot of women who are also like me but they don't have any fucking guidance like they just need somebody to help them out and i don't i don't feel like there's a person out there like yeah i'm 30 but i'm way further along in my fucking life than a lot of people yes and People asking me for advice all fucking day. Nigga, I don't know. I just get up every fucking day and I just do it. I don't Nike, my nigga. You, like literally. Nike, I don't, <laughs> don't want to. I'm I'm so fucking tired. And I don't know. I know there's a lot of other people where I am, but they're not really doing nothing about it. I'm so fucking tired of settling. Yeah. I feel like where where I thought I would excel in life is was settling for me. Yeah. That is a tough realization. That is a, that shit can really, it'll fuck with you when you first come to the realization, like, the the maximum that I want set for myself is literally my bare minimum when I start to tap into what I'm capable of doing. So it's like, I want to put a bunch of women in a room and be like, y'all not thinking big enough. You're not. You're not thinking big enough. That's what's like, think big, bitch. Like, <laughs> bitch, you think it's small. We need to be thinking big. Like, that's what we need, like, on the show. You know, like, when they first come in. Like, bitch, you think it's small. We need to be thinking big. So, I just, I, I want to create a brunch where you're there and you're in this space and you literally just asking somebody, like, this is my goal. What do I do? I think that was another reason for me getting a business management degree, right? Because a lot of women want to start businesses or they have hobbies. Business management is nothing but learning the logistics of uh, learning the logistics that's it like you just gotta have it's like having 12 steps <clears throat> you know having a 12-step program if you can get these 12 steps done what um what michael scott said a 55 55 day plan like he <laughs> you wanted a plan in place to to do what you need to do i want women to walk away from the table with their with own the you know couple of steps like nigga you can do it you too can do it. You can do it with the husband. You can do it with the man. You can do it single. You can do a ball head. You can do it like you can just fucking do it. So you it's can like do it all while being yourself, you don't have to change. You know, you like 50. change the mindset, but you don't have to change you. And like, that's, if you're if you feel like you're in your authentic space, why change that? Exactly. If you feel like the thing that needs to change is not you, but like your circumstances, yeah. then. That just means that you don't have a plan in place. It's not that you can't do it. It's that you don't know how to do it. I don't know what the fuck anybody in life wants to do. I don't even care enough. My job is not to give a fuck enough to do the work for you. It's to give a fuck enough about you to teach you how to do the work. And that's all I've ever wanted to do is to have a community of women where they're like, yo, I don't know. And I'm like, that's the whole point of you being here. Let's figure this shit out together. So if you are a woman and you're like, I need some fucking guidance. I got you. Like I'm, I don't have all the fucking answers, but one thing a bitch will do is I will research the shit out some shit. Like, for sure. We going to get to the bottom of this and we're going to get you started. 
And once we get you started, we can get you an accountability partner. I can, you know, catch up with you. We can kick it and just get you going. It's not my job, to again, to do the work. It's my job to keep you encouraged so that you don't stop doing the work so that you can benefit from it. Everybody has the opportunity to be successful. It's are you going to take your opportunity in order to be successful? So that's all the fuck I ever wanted is to get around some women who wanted to be successful. And that's what I'm doing. Again, nobody has said, like, Christian, there's a space for you here. Yeah. We talked about that before. Like, I'm a projector. I need to be invited into yeah. spaces. I'm not getting invited into so a lot of spaces. So I'm making them. Do you feel like you're not getting invited into a lot of spaces because do you feel like you're not putting yourself out enough or your reach hasn't gotten to where you feel like it is or people are intimidated? I clearly, I honestly believe that I just have not networked myself enough to be in a certain spaces, but I'm also at a point in my life where I don't know where I want to be anymore. Yeah. Like before I thought I wanted to be a coach. Mm-hmm. I've, I've really witnessed what happens in coaching. I don't really <laughs> like that. Um, I've also witnessed what happens with motivational speaking. I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you it comes to your own yeah point, like, like it doesn't have to be either one of those yeah cuz it's not uh it's not conducive right mm-hmm. i'm watching how quick people are to leech off of you i mean like yes. people who support you and it's not intentional they're not intentionally trying to suck you dry it's just when somebody doesn't have what you have and they want what you have not mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. yours but they will le- like latch yeah. the fuck on to you and be like i need it i need yeah, it i need it and I'm not the type of person where I can be in arm's reach of, of people, right? I got to keep it cute. I got to keep it contained and I got to keep it intimate and concentrated. I can't no dilute my shit. Times. Yeah, like, because that's too much. I'm not meant to reach the masses. No. My group is supposed to be a concentrated group mm-hmm. of people consistently. Yeah. And that's, I just got to find my lane in that. Nobody's saying that I don't want to be in the rooms around these people, mm-hmm. but I don't ever want to be to the point where they're like, you and I got to get together and figure out how we can impact millions. Nigga, you I ain't know. never say nothing. But I said make some millions, but I ain't never say impact motherfucking. But I don't even want to talk to that many people. Yeah. So it's not, I, I, and you know me, I honestly don't believe that I have haters. I don't believe that I, people are intimidated by me. Mm-hmm. I'm very oblivious to a lot of that shit. Like if people have a problem with me, because yeah. I'm on my fucking business. If True. you have an issue with me, I'm trying to figure out how the fuck you found an issue to have. Because I really, I be chilling. You more than they more than likely don't know you, so and that's a lot of possibly. it too. Like people meet me one time and like she's a bitch. I'm like your mom. So I don't know why they would think that you're a bitch when you like usually are the life of the. It's because I'm so fucking serious sometimes. Like especially in like business situations. Like why are we laughing? But are you? <laughs> You know, like, why the fuck you trying to, I'm trying to do business with you. I'm not yeah. trying to make friends. We're not friends. We're colleagues. We're supposed to be cordial, yeah. but don't be cute with me. So I think that, and because I'm a woman, so I also yeah. believe that a lot of that has to, because I'm, I'm also young, right? So yeah. I, I don't, if you know me, like really know me, nobody that I work with is even in my age range. Like, Mm-mm. A lot of them aren't even in their 30s anymore. I'm dealing with like 40, 50, 60-year-old people. And I think sometimes they see my age and they think, oh, she's a baby. So I can play with her. So it's like, play with your pussy, don't play with me. So I always come into a room. And I I also know that that's probably an area 
I need to navigate a little bit better too. We're not coming in so aggressive, but it's like it's I'm it's putting my best foot forward, and it's always protected me in the long run. I was about to say, and a lot of the times we are told like we have to put our best foot forward, our greatest foot forward for real. Yeah, our best sometimes is not good enough in certain rooms, so and sometimes it's to too do... fucking good. And I'm also learning that. I also don't feel like I've networked properly either. No room that I have been in, I won't say as of recent, because as of recent, this is the only place I'm finding a return on investment. But there are spaces where, like, I've put my all into and ain't got shit back from it. But a lesson of don't do that shit again. So. Like, be smart about where you put your energy. For sure. that wasn't. That wasn't worth it. Which is another well, big part of the brunch. Harder, you worked harder than the other people. That's another big part worth of the brunch it. too. Like teaching people to have professional and personal boundaries yes. and how they're interchangeable. Same way you don't let your boss talk to you at work any kind of motherfucking way. It's the same way you don't let the people in your personal life yeah. talk to you any kind of fucking way. That it's lady has boundaries. more of a distance between you at work. So there's really no reason for her to talk to you crazy. But imagine being in close proximity of a person and them knowing you well enough to feel like they can talk to you crazy. Like, it's a lot of different <laughs> dynamics that, that I don't think, you know, too many people pay attention to. It's like, I'm just not the one. I, I do sometimes come into a room with kind of like a, you know, frowned up face or like a resting bitch face. Because I'm scoping the scenery out yeah. too. I'm I'm very yeah, analytical. You could just be in there and be like, yeah. Yeah, like, like you walk into this bitch thinking shit is cool, and niggas is like, I'm ready to beat you the fuck up. You know, you. So you gotta really be careful. You gotta really be careful. And I, like, I really, I've really life been in rooms where somebody has walked in thinking shit was cool and ended up getting their ass beat. So I, I've seen some shit in my life too. I, growing up in Baltimore City, like, true, true. I, when yeah. I first started this. Expect. This this whole journey of like healing and networking and social media and all that shit. The rooms I was going into was not really all all that safe. No, like it they there was no space for motivational speaking in Baltimore when I no. first kind of hit the scene that I knew about. I'll say that I know. I'm not saying it didn't it's exist. I didn't hard. fucking know. It's still kind of hard. So I was in rooms where like that stuff is in DC. I was at like 1500 radio. Like them niggas smoking weed in there and shit. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Hold on. I thought we was talking about motivation. Y'all niggas like you be blowing trees. I, sometimes, you know, that wasn't my thing then, you know? So I was coming in like, I thought we was talking about healing. They're like, yeah, but you also, you know, you like, you cool as shit. Like you, you got a vibe. I'm like, I came here to talk about, you know, what I'm trying to elevate and do in life. So sometimes I don't think I networked in the right spaces too. Um, nothing against the people that I networked with because they were doing what was best for them. Yeah. It was, was me accepting that offer. Mm-hmm. Like When that wasn't yours. I don't know where I fit in sometimes. I think the whole knowing that you have to create your own lane is so important. Like a lot of people, you, like you already start off like not seeing people doing what you're doing. So you're just like, am I capable of doing this? And then once you realize you are, you're just like, damn, again, there's really no space for this. So how do I go about creating this space to make people feel comfortable that are like me? Because, again, like, you've never seen it. No. Not this, but I... I assume what I do is life coaching, right? I'm under that umbrella, but I'm also under the umbrella of like chakra healing because Mm -hmm. in more in-depth conversations is when I start to explain the energy points in the body. I don't just 
rightfully come off and start talking to people because that can be intimidating, especially when people don't know anything about it. So when you first meet me, you might not even know that that's something that I do. You don't know how I regulate my seven energy points. But when I can break down to you the fact that there are seven things that you've probably felt this week that you didn't even recognize where your nervous system not being regulated. Mm-hmm. You like this bitch. She really know her shit. Like, what the fuck is going How did you know that? How did you know not saying anything about spirituality at all and just talking yeah. to me about my physical body told me that my nervous system was fucked up, which IE told me that it was something fucked up with me internally, like spiritually. It no, I don't know too many people making that correlation, you know, and it's not to toot my own horn or, you know, to do no shit like that. But it's like when you really realize that you have a gift yeah. to not utilize that gift is going against everything. So it's like, I know that I have a purpose in life. I know that what I'm predestined to do is off this beaten path and it's unethical because it's working. Yeah. Like, I I don't need to be an overnight success. I don't no. need the viral moments. I don't need, I didn't need the 15,000 followers when I first got them. You know, like, I didn't, I didn't need any of that. I'm learning how to leverage all that it is that I have because yeah. I have never been here before. Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. This is a huge learning curve for me. But where I can ask for help and where I know that I need help, I do ask for help. And where I know that I have to just continue to create my own lane, I just continue to create my own lane. And I just hope that it works. I'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart. I'm doing it because I know God has put it on my heart. And, like, that's what I am supposed to do. Like, I'm supposed to help women. I'm supposed to help people grow. I just don't know what that looks like. And that's why this is just continuously... Uh, something that I have to grow to to see, right? Because like I don't I don't have stepping stones in this. Yeah. I just keep saying like God when it when it's supposed to be this I'm thing, just confirm it for me, yeah. right? Let it be a gut feeling because God, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what this looks like, yeah. and God just be just God keep be saying like, oh, I got you, yo. So I just <laughs> keep rocking. So if y'all need a little bit of guidance, <laughs> if y'all. Are figuring out that y'all have to create your own lane. Please come out to Prism. Yeah, putting, putting myself, myself where I see, I see myself. myself on March 30th. Yeah, at the Sacred Space. Yes, at the Sacred Space. And it's not just a brunch. I don't want y'all no. to think that y'all coming in. and partying. Or you finna learn you something. Or you coming in and being like scolded or berated no. or being enlightened and talk it's to you like some type of, of fucking guru. I really want you to put your best fucking foot, you foot forward. And by the time you left there, you could be like, I need this bitch number. Like, I need to call her. Because. That happens in regular conversations. Yeah. Because this whole. Like, Damn, you really know a lot. Like, did you think that I didn't? By the time you <laughs> leave that brunch, whatever it is that you. Set in life to do. Once you tell know. me. Once you answer that icebreaker question. By the time you leave there, I promise you. You will have the first three steps to whatever the fuck it is. That you promised yourself you was going to do this year. And all you really have to do is actually follow those steps. All the fuck you got to do is show up, listen, follow those steps, and then follow back up with me. That's it. That's it. And all the fuck that's going to cost you is the cost of the ticket for the brunch. So go on Eventbrite, get your ticket, and I'm going to see you on the 30th in your pink, white, and your brown. And we're going to take some pictures and we're going to kick it. Yes. So that has been our smoke session. It was great. I love y'all. See ya. Bye. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>